0: Well hello everybody and welcome to Ask Allie, your place for life advice with a metaphysical twist. Today is Monday, October 13th, 2014, thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. Red Hot 180 is starting back up on November 1st, Uh, the site is up to leave your email address to be on the early bird list, there's only 12 Red Hotties that are coming on board uh, for the November 1st session, so stop by redhot180.com, check it out. And if it sounds like something you might want to give a shot at, uh, you know, leave me your email address, and you'll be one of the first ones to have a chance to get in. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Universal Life Expo's coming up. My good God, October 25th and 26th, I will be at booth 202. And I'll be speaking Sunday from 3.30 to 4.40, about establishing and nurturing soul connections. So I'll be talking about soulmates, twin flames, soul clusters, soul circle, how soul circles overlap. Um, Maybe mention a couple of the guys from my soul group and talk about them a bit. But it's going to be good. Uh, The book, Soulful Connections, is on hold for now. I will probably pick it back up uh, after the new year. Um, I have a whole plate full of things that I need to get done, uh, other than the book. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm optimistic that everything will be done when it's supposed to be done, and not a moment before. And if you hear it purring next to me, it is not I who is purring. <laughs> it would be Felix, the Mr. Big Bad in Orange, as I call him. He's a long-haired um, orange kitty cat. I don't know if you guys would remember me talking, but no, probably not, because when I stopped doing this podcast was before Felix was brought into the house. So Felix is the papa uh, for the kittens that I have. So he's a very good father. I love Felix. Anyways, so that's what's going on announcement wise. So I want to talk about karma. Oh yes, the good, the bad, and the ugly because trust me when I say there's all three of them. Um, Karma simply put, it's whatever you put out there comes back to you. It just really is that simple. For every action, there is an equal reaction. The good part of karma, if kindness and goodness is your motto, motto, your motto, your motto, then this will be returned back to you. So if you do good, good will come back. It's not a boomerang, it's not going to come right back at you, but if you do good, good does come back. Um, And and when when I'm talking about karma, by the way, if you're doing good in this life, you don't. Do not only get good back in this life, but good comes to you in lives after this, as well. So your future lives. Um, if you know negative stuff is your calling, if you tend to oh, cheat, um, steal, uh, tell a whole bunch of white lies, you know you, you're ego-centered. You're out for yourself. Me, myself, and I. That's the bad part of karma. What you're putting out through the bad stuff, the self-centeredness, will come back to get you. And lastly is the ugly, the ugly part of karma. You know, in each life, if you're doing the bad that I just mentioned, um, the negative deeds, the negative thoughts, the all about me, what about me, 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 me? And you're doing this life after life after life. You are getting bad upon bad upon bad upon bad until you get to a life where you're just plain ugly ugly karma ugly 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 and I'm talking we're talking the big guys we're talking Dahmer we're talking um, uh, who's that psycho it's still alive Manson um, we're also talking about those SOBs who um, what's his name Madoff right off the right I think you know what I'm talking about the guy with the pyramid scheme on Wall Street you know those SOBs I mean when you're ugly When you're having ugly karma come back to you, you are one of the bad guys on a big scale. So maybe a lot of our politicians are in the ugly karma stage. Um, Yeah, that's the good, bad, and ugly, but I know two out of the three don't sound too good. (laughs) They don't sound very positive-like, but karma is here for a reason. Karma teaches us lessons. If you refuse or fail to learn your lessons, they keep coming back to haunt you until you do quite frankly, um, we need karma to move our souls to the next higher level. So when you're doing good and the karma's coming around, you're doing better and better and better, obviously your frequency moves up higher and higher. The bad, your frequency probably stays the same throughout lifetimes, but when you get to the ugly, your frequency can actually decrease, it goes down. So you're you're part of the the soul-sucking vibrations. But The more we learn, the more we grow. It's really quite that simple. Um, When our ego interferes in our lesson plan, hence the bad, um, karma throws us more lessons to you, and in turn, the lessons become harder to learn. That's why when you go bad, 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 you get to ugly. (laughs) Okay. Um, Think about the last time you were involved in a situation, and no matter what you seemed to do, the situation got worse. This was because you were not listening to your intuition and your ego got in the way, and whatever lessons you needed to learn were not being were not being taught. So karma kept throwing more and more crap at you, literally, until you grasped your concept and learned the lesson or lessons. Now, when I said literally, someone said, oh my God, somebody threw shit at you? <laughs> well, you know, some lives you would think that somebody was throwing poo at you. You know, you get into in situations where no matter what you do, it's like, oh my God, again? Again with the crap. That's figuratively. Again with the crap. What are you doing? And me, literally, when I get out of bed in the morning and I step in cat poo, granted the poo was not being thrown at me, but the crap is still there. Um, So it's important that you pay attention to your intuition as opposed to your ego so that you can grasp the lessons that keep being thrown at you. You take a hold of it, you'll learn what it is. So you can put it behind you and your frequency can move up a notch. Now, it's important to note that you and only you, just like only yours truly, is responsible for your karma. It is the result of your own thoughts and your own actions, not somebody else's, that gets you with this karma. Karma, of course, as I said, can be good or bad. Um, the bad over several lifetimes is the ugly you know and of course the good can be carried over and mixed with the bad then you don't get to ugly, you get to you know, okay (laughs) I guess there could be an okay level a level in there but when you are when you don't listen, when your ego gets in the way and not your intuition and you keep doing the bad and it keeps going over and over and over again and piling up lifetime after lifetime after lifetime you're probably with the same souls regurgitating the same stuff over and over and over again I know. So it's much easier to deal with karma in your current lifetime as the more you carry it over, the harder it is to complete and put behind you. I don't know about you, but there are lessons in this lifetime that I've been going through that I never, ever want to go through again under any circumstances. Like for instance, this big huge bug that's crawling towards me. I don't know how how he's he's putting my karmic picture, but he's kind of starting to freak me out. So if I scream as I'm doing this podcast, it's probably why. Now, there's different types of karma that you need to deal with in the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You've got the good karma. Now, this is probably because you did good deeds in a past life, and now you're being rewarded. The reward can be anywhere from having someone give you a helping hand which is probably somebody you helped in a past life, to maybe easing, living a pretty easy life. Um, you have karmic paybacks or repayments. You are treated how you treat others, in this life and in the past. You would be paying off a karmic debt. You can pay off your debt if you know what it is, hence the lessons. If the same problems and situations keep coming up in your life, you should have a pretty good indication of what your karma is. There should be a central theme running through your life, stop, take some time to consider what it is or who it is with. Okay. Um, there is what's called karmic marriage. When you marry somebody or enter into a um, binding relationship, whether it's through legally through marriage or through a binding ceremony or if you two just make a commitment towards one another, each of you Take on the other person's karma, because you are merging energies when you make a commitment like this. When you make, um, when you want to be with one another and have a long-term relationship, your energies merge. Therefore, their karma is now yours, and your karma is now theirs. It's one big karma melting pot. So, if if you're getting into a relationship and you know you notice different Karmic things start to go wrong with you, and you're like, I've had such a fantastic life, but I am in love with this person, we made a commitment, I should be on top of the world. But then things keep going boom, 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 boom. You might want to stop and think, hmm, is it my fault these things are happening? Or is it their karma that's now affecting me because it's now our karma? Okay. Um, Also in karmic messages, when you take on their karmic debt, uh, a lot of times these types of relationships can be very frustrating and difficult. The couple decides to build a good life together, and then they're building good karma. So these unions offer souls a way to balance out karma from other lifetimes. So when you bring on the karma together, and you both decide we're gonna have a good life together, and you work at it as a team, as opposed to separately, you can put out or put, put away, any type of, um, you know, bad karma that has been coming to you, you kind of tie up those loose ends and the loose ends go away. Okay. And what was I going to say? <laughs> now I'm trying, trying to, my mind went blank. I apologize for that, but, uh, anyways, karma. So there was a, a... I wish I gave remember what I was going to say cause I feel like it was important. <laughs> um, with the karmic marriage. It's right there. God, and let me tell you something else. Age sometimes sucks. At age 47 when I keep forgetting things, it can drive me bonkers. Anyways, I want to go back to what I was talking about karmic marriage. Um, If you're in a karmic marriage, you feel as if you can't leave when things are at their very worst. So, you guys are at rock bottom and (laughs) You both went out of the relationship, or maybe just one of you does, and you keep leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back. And you're like, God, why can't I not let this person go? Why can't he or she let me go? And it's because it is a karmic union. And with this union, there is karma from previous lifetimes that you are working out together, meaning that in previous lifetimes, maybe one, two, three, you two have been a couple, and you two developed karma with one another. And probably the karma wasn't all that great. So in this lifetime, you are trying to work it all out. <laughs> and once it's worked out, you two can go your separate ways. Um, I'll use me for instance. Um, my second marriage was a karmic message, uh, marriage. And I noticed actually as soon as we got married that um, I did absorb his karma and his karma wasn't on good unfortunately. So I noticed things that no matter how hard I tried, things kept going wrong. Of course I didn't know a whole I didn't know about karma. Not really and, and whatnot back then. So I of course took all the blame on myself that things were going wrong. As I got older and started exploring Mars when I realized that it was his karma. But our marriage was never good. It wasn't good from the get go. It wasn't good for the eleven years we were married, the fifteen years we were together. And I could not figure out what it was. Why can't I just get the hell out of Dodge? And then I got, then I was about to file for divorce, and I realized I, I found out I got I was pregnant. And I remember thinking, Oh my God, are you kidding me? I I was pissed, um, pissed off because I knew if I was pregnant, I wasn't going to be getting, I wasn't going to divorce. So obviously, there's a reason you know, why I should stay. That was my train of thought at the time. But in actuality, in hindsight, what I discovered years later, is we were married so that I would get pregnant because he owed me our son back. In a previous lifetime, um, he killed both my son and I. So in this lifetime, he owed me the kid back. And once I was pregnant with the kid, our union was no longer a necessity. And, well, it really quite obvious uh, after I, my son was born uh, what happened there. But, you know, if you're in a relationship and you can't get out, my first, my first marriage, let's go back again. My first marriage um, was with my high school sweetheart. And we were together and then split up. And I felt like, you know, my heart was ripped out and stomped on about a gazillion times. And then got married very young and we were, we were awful. We were awful to each other. I just can't believe we were just so horrible um, and no surprise it was a divorce but we kept going back and even today we will he'll contact me or I'll contact him there's, there's not a whole lot of conversation going on I haven't seen him since our divorce in 91 yeah 91 um, but there is some sort of karmic connection there with him and I've never figured it out. I came to a realization years ago that, yeah, he and I we have some sort of karmic tie. We need to tie up loose ends there, but it's not going to happen in this lifetime. So next lifetime, again, because we didn't deal with it in this lifetime, next lifetime when we come around again, and we will, it's going to be more difficult, whatever it is. And all I can say is crap. I don't want to do it again, um, but yes, yeah, so that's about, that's about karma I'll quit joining on and on um, I find karma to be just interesting you know because I know that there There are some really fantastic people in the world and they do good things for good You know for people and for animals and the environment and it doesn't seem like too many good things happen to them and when we look at you know good things happen to them most of us measure it in, in monetary um, because that's how how the world works for the most part is is an energy exchange with money and people can be having a fantastic life uh, without a lot of money you know you don't require a lot of money in each lifetime it's okay to have a lot of money it's also okay not to have a lot of money if you're comfortable with either end of the spectrum so yes and you know something something else I want to note and I'm just throwing this out here because I don't quite understand the why Yep, I will eventually, but not yet. Um, this is the second week in a row I've done this podcast where I'm being consistently interrupted by my animals. Now my animals can be a pain in my tush when I try to do podcasts. There's 14 of them. How can they not be? But last week and this week, it's worse than normal. And I don't know if it has anything to do that's on either end of the blood moon, the full moon here in October, or if... Um, the interruption the consistent interruption with these guys is supposed to mean something I don't know what it is Um, I don't know if the world's trying to tell me hey you're not supposed to be doing this podcast again Um, I hope not because I enjoy reaching out and talking about my metaphysical side and um, I believe you guys enjoy it too because you listen I don't know how consistently, but you guys do listen to the podcast and it's appreciated. But I'll just throw that out there. I know a lot of metaphysically inclined people and those who, you know, do readings for a living or whatnot um, listen to this podcast. So if you get a hit on why the animals keep bothering me and interrupting, um, earlier when I kept losing my train of thought, it was because that huge bug was coming after me and Felix, the, you know, big, bad, orange kitty cat, was attacking the bug. And it was distracting me immensely. So I stopped the the podcast. I'm sure you noticed where I stopped and I started it again. And got the cat out, got the bug out, and I'm moving forward. Now, I'm doing this podcast, again, obviously, because you're listening. And I've got the animals outside my office door, and they keep scratching at it and trying to get in. And as soon as they get in, they're going to interrupt the podcast. So what gives? What gives? I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to tell me, but they're trying to tell me something. So what else I'm trying to tell you is about the holistic item of the week, and it's music. Now for many, 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 many years that I was getting readings, one consistent theme that every person told me, regardless who it was, was that for... When I needed to be creative, or I needed to calm down, or I needed to hype up, it was always music. Music was always a common thread. Listen to music. So after years of ignoring them, uh, I finally decided to start listening to them. And in the morning, when I need you know pick me up, I listen to upbeat music. The you know the faster the beat the better. Uh, during the middle afternoon, same thing because I'm usually kind of tired. Um, when I'm trying to be creative. I listen to um, Mozart or, or Beethoven or something, uh, music that will keep my brain occupied with the different beats and rhythms, but it will allow me to drift off and have me remember something. You know, because usually songs for us that we play over and over again have some sort of meaning to them. And when I call, when I, before I go to bed at night, I always listen to something that calms me down. Usually Jude Cole. (laughs) I usually listen to Jude Cole before I nod off at night, um, either him or Richard Marks. But um, when you use music, it, it helps to shift your energy. You know, energy responds to music. That's why there are people who can heal your energy with sound, sound therapy, with the tuning forks. Uh, When you're listening to music, you have the headset on, it's still affecting your energy stream. So if you're upbeat music, you know, your energy is going to be vibrant and, um, you know, kind of like bouncing out, kind of bouncing out from around you. If you're listening to something calm, your energy kind of wraps you like you're in a minimal blanket. The energy conforms to whatever you're listening to. And music also has an effect on your thoughts. Because if you're listening to an upbeat song that you have happy memories or happy thoughts with, well your energy is going to respond in kind. It's going to be nice and vibrant, regardless if it's a fast song or a slow song. Or if you're listening to a song that brings back bad memories or makes you sad, regardless if it's upbeat or you know, rather slow soothing, your your energy is going to respond to that. It's going to get kind of spiky and, and too much red and um, really go off the charts if you're if you're sad so it's important that you try to match your music with the mood you want to be in you know I've listened to music over the years and you know I like the music but when I start listening to it my thoughts turn to oh I don't know um, something happening to one of my animals something happening to my son um, losing the house and having to live in an RV Oh my God! Just the thought of that makes me want to throw up. Uh, but it, it'll invoke different, you know, different things that aren't nothing's happening. Those things aren't coming true, but somehow a little kernel gets put in my my brain, and um, these songs just make it go over and over again. Um, also, how some songs that kernel will show up, and you know, all of a sudden I'm thinking about you know, i a superhero, and I'm going to go save somebody. And that you know revs me up. So think about it. Think about music. Think about what you listen to, when you listen to it, what type of mood are you trying to invoke? What are you trying to work on for the day? What are you trying to not work on for the day? And monitor your thoughts because music really will um, affect your energy fields and your thoughts and your moods. Okay? So, holistic item of the week: music. And uh, enough babbling from me. Thank you very much for lasting here to the end. We're here at the end of the Ask Alley podcast. If you like this episode, please rate it on iTunes and tell your friends. The more people who listen, the more people I hopefully can help have their aha moments. Jo- join me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at allythees.com. Remember, this podcast is hosted at askalleypodcast.com. And you can find out about me again, I'm at allythees.com. So thank you very much for hanging out with me. I hope I was able to at least give you something to think about, and we'll talk next week. Have a good one. Bye.